Welcome to the Bash and Chunk Podcast. I am Bash. This is your man Chunk. Welcome everyone to the Bash and Chunk Podcast. I am Bash. I am Chunk. We made it to five. I'm going to keep saying that. You know what? I think I say that the same way every single time. We made it to five. Well, all we got to do is push a fucking button. And hey, it's five. It's true. Anyway, I want to thank Alex, our Charger fan from last week. That was an interesting bet. We'll see how that works out. I'm going to win the bet. That's uh, how it's going to work out. My Cowboys are going to Oh, man, Kev. <laughs> Kev. We always have a great time with Kev. He, uh. We shoot the shit with him for hours if we really wanted to. If you <laughs> if you really want to listen to that podcast, I think that's a whole different deal. I don't think anybody wants to listen to that one. Probably run out of memory card space. Right. But uh top it off, uh we got another guest today. It's a, today's gonna be today's gonna be a, a good I think a a soul searching kinda kinda podcast. Yeah. So yeah, you know, uh today episode is gonna be it should be good and thought provoking um we're gonna be talking about addiction and everything that goes along with it so you know the good the bad yes there is some sometimes no there usually is there's there's, there's some, always some ugly to, there's always ugly involved yeah there's always ugly involved but sometimes there's good parts of having an addiction but most of the time it's not mm-hmm. it's, it just leads you down the wrong path but we're gonna be sharing or I'm going to be sharing like one of my stories and we're going to get um, our interview in here to share hers. So we all know we like to have fun. There's no, no joke about that one. If you've been listening to the last few podcasts, we, our shit goes off the walls, off the rails in a heartbeat. All I got to do is bring up one thing and it goes sideways. But uh, I think today we all know that in everybody's lives, things happen. Good. Which we all know when shit's going great. But when shit's going bad, a lot of people don't don't talk about it. Don't let it affect anybody else. You have those one, two people. But other than that, just keep it to yourself. Keep it, in, keep it to your, close to your chest. But that's what we want to we wanna talk about today of let's not ignore that. Let's Let's talk about it more. Let's find, let's let it out. Usually when we start our news, it's a, like, huge joke. And, like, I'll play the SpongeBob breaking news. Um, today doesn't seem appropriate or right to do that. So, you know, just start with the news. Uh, the NFL, the NBA, uh, MLB, NHL, MLS, and other sports um, they didn't practice this week because um, of the incidents that happened with Jacob Blake. Or play, play or, period. Yeah, or play. They didn't play their games because NBA is in the playoffs right now. Yeah, the NBA is not coming back until uh, the 29th. So, you know, sports are great and they're important and I love to watch them. Well, we love to watch them and cheer and make jokes and joke about people's teams. You know, the Chargers. 
or the horrible Packers or the Raiders or the Bears. You get my point. The Bears. The Bears. You get my point. Um, and I heard some people talking about the NBA was crazy because they put a stop to games and they were thinking about calling off the playoffs. And, you know, they thought that was crazy. But there's other things that are crazy going on right now. And, you know, some of them hit you in a way different way. Sometimes I watch these videos, I'll never get used to how quickly police go from issuing commands to using deadly force. Like, whatever happened to warning shots or tackling a suspect? Like, are we really meant to believe that the only two options a cop has is do nothing or shoot somebody in the back seven times? That's all we have? I mean, think about it. Even when wild animals are loose on the streets, they don't always shoot to kill. They have tranquilizers. They have nets. I never thought I would wish for black people to be treated at least like a wild bear, but here we are. And I know people are questioning why Blake didn't just follow the police's orders. Just listen to the cops and you'll be fine. And look, I don't know why he didn't. I don't, all right? Maybe he was worried because he had outstanding warrants. Maybe it's because he knows what happened to George Floyd when he did follow the police's orders. Maybe he knows what happened. So play, playing that playing that clip by Trevor Noah, um, like obviously that's only a clip of a clip. It kind of keeps going into depth, um, but a lot of this, I think each one kind of each death that comes about always trails with something else trails with with outrage so the more recent one that has blown up is uh jacob blake he was shot seven times in the back and that was while he was trying to get into his car whether he was able to hear the cops or not that was the outcome that was the result now he's he's paralyzed yeah whether he's it's permanent or not that's that's what ended up happening it was it was all shot straight into his back right it was spinal cord so that in that ended up being the outcome for him but there was a um kyle rittenhouse he was walking down walking down the street he was actually one clip I think I saw that he uh he was saying that he was there to while all his like I want to say like rioting and stuff was happening looting or whatnot he was there to protect this one store or something like that whether yeah. it's that one store or any store that just to keep people from breaking into it and he was walking around full carry of a of an AR fifteen um as as he was as he was walking. I believe he had another gun on him, so he was he wasn't he wasn't short of uh, arms. Yeah. yeah. But as he's walking through, he sees cops, and he, I guess, the reactions to kind of being suspicious with this guy, or let's let's keep an eye on this guy, or whatever it was. Hey, thanks. The cops saying to him, "Hey, thank you, thank you for being here. Thanks for your service, or or whatnot." Or was it him saying it to the cops? That was the cop saying it to him as he walked by. But he did shoot 
two people and wound another one. He uh-huh. killed two people and one wounded of, another one. Yeah. Yeah. And mind you, this 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 guy, he didn't live in the area. He wasn't even from the city or town, whatever, where, I think it was the city that they were at. He had driven. His it was mom, like, what? His mom had driven him like 20 miles or something like that, some 20 miles. To drop him off. He shot the people. He walked past the cops. His mom picked him up, and they went back home. Just like nothing happened, just like a regular night. Yeah. So, I, now, 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 kind of leading into this, we got to have to. We're not trying to start, not exactly trying to start a huge, huge, huge conversation or a huge, even though there's a big conversation that can come from all of this. But there, ha- unfortunately, there has to be some parameters so we don't go off the rails with this. Yeah. So, like, I preface this with saying that not all cops are bad or deserve hate or anger or deserve to be treated like an enemy. But, you know, um, George, do, those that do have it or do do something, don't get it wrong. They should be held accountable, hands down. But don't. Yeah. So just remember these names. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Atiana to Jefferson, Aura Rosier, Stephen Clark, Bohem Jean, Philando Castle, Alton Sterling, Michelle Cusix, Freddie Gray, Phoenicia Fonville, Eric Garner, Akai Gurley, Gabriela Nuvares, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Tanisha Anderson, Andres Gorado, Eric Salgado, Andy Lopez, and Alex Nito. Since 2000, 910 Hispanics have been killed by cops. And this is an estimate, but from what I've read, it's close to 2,600 black people. That's 2,600 black people have been killed by the police. Usually our news is like muddy down and funny and... We like to have fun. Again, we like to have fun with it. Jeez, we're usually talking about football injuries half the time. Yeah, but we figured this was the news that actually mattered. So we thought we'd, you know, give you guys something that was more than what we usually do to show you that we're not just joke-telling, messing around, guys, that we actually hear stuff and understand that things happen and go on in the world and – it just sucks. Um, being black shouldn't be a crime. Being brown shouldn't be a crime. But sometimes it is. You are listening to the Base and Chunk Podcast. Today's episode is about addiction um addiction can be a crazy thing it can grab you and hold you down and put you in a bad place it can have you lose everything and even lose your life Um, our guest today is going to tell you about her addiction and we feel like she's very courageous for being able to talk and being able to take steps towards you know helping herself and recovery and getting to where she wants to be and where she needs to be. So before we get Jessica on here, 
like to talk to you about being addicted to a person because you can be addicted to a person. Sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, you, you sometimes get to a point where you have a person in your life that it kind of seems like you can't live without. I know a lot of people get to a point where they're like, well, I don't need this person. I don't need that person. This person's not important. You know, I can live without this person. It's not that big of a deal. And for some of those people, that's awesome. But when you get to a point where you meet that person that grabs you or you get to a point where everything without that certain person seems dark, that that person seems to have a grip, a handle on your soul and you as a person can't seem to really function or it feels like you're in an endless loop of nothingness when that person's not not around or they tell you that they don't want you or they show you that they don't want you but all you want is for them to be near you or be around you for me that's what happened to me you know um I had an addiction to a person and it nearly cost me everything like job, money, friendships, family. Um, because I felt like this person was to be all uh, end all. And that was it. You know, she could do no wrong. Hell, she even stabbed me, you know, and I still looked at it as, well, what did I do wrong? What did I do to drive her towards that? What could have I done to make things better? Why wasn't I more aware of how she was feeling? And I just kept going through that over and over and over. But no matter what, things never got any better, but I always blamed myself. to almost to a point where when things got over the top bad after being stabbed, I thought about taking my own life, which people on the outside see me, they think that's crazy because I'm always trying to have fun. I'm always joking. You hear me on here. We're making jokes on each other, making jokes at other people, laughing. You know, I have kids, you know, job, money, but none of that stuff mattered without her in my life. And that sucked, you know, that addiction to that person, that addiction to being with that person. And it took, you know, yeah, my family, well, my brother, and it took, you know, Chunk right here, Alex, to keep telling me over and over and over and over again, that's not love. You know, something's wrong here. You need to get away. But I couldn't. Every day was... Please don't get her mad. You know, what could I do better to help the situation? What could I do to be a better person? And when that person continues to tell you that, you know, you ain't shit or they wish you were dead or they don't want you around anymore. It just, you, you drive around, you walk around, you run around with an empty, horrible feeling and it sucks. It just I wish I could explain it better, 
but you really can't unless you feel it. Unless you get to that, that don't want to use a movie reference, but that sunken place where you have nothing, you feel nothing, and joy just seems like it's a fleeting, you know, light, and you're stuck in a dark hallway chasing it. You know. And if it wasn't for my brother and his wife and Chunk, I wouldn't be here today. I mean, every day I still struggle with it, but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. And, you know, I'm not 100% out of a dark place, but each day writing about it or each day distancing myself from things that make it pop up or come around or just out of sight, out of mind, you know, helps. So this is a weird thank you, but, you know, this is my thank you to my brother Danny, his wife Joanne, and Alex, who we know is, you know, Chunk, who sits across from me here. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, the love and helping me still be here today because without those three people, um, this podcast wouldn't exist. Or if it would, it'd be like Chunk and something dumb like Chunk and Dave or something like that. Hey guys, I gotta turn my mic mic back on. <laughs> I was, I got deep. Yeah, I did. I'm a deep person. Now, just just do I just go off of this or do I? I mean, you can. You know, it's all for you, dude. He did die. I'm sorry. It's um, it is breaking news. Essentially, really, actual, you know, breaking breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Chad Boswick. Black Panther. Black Panther um, has passed. I'm trying to bring it up right now. It's it said colon cancer. Four year four year battle of colon cancer. That's what one of the things said. Yeah. Damn, dude. Oh. This is starting to become a very depressing day. Dude, this fucking sucks. Um, so yeah, um, rest in peace, you know, Black Panther, Chadwick, um, great actor. It was, it was good seeing him or like evolve over the years up to the roles he currently had. Yeah. He played, uh, Thurgood Marshall, played Jackie Robinson. Did he play James Brown? Yeah, he played James Brown. Um, but people would know him um, essentially from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I had seen a picture of him like a month ago. And he was like super skinny, like looked really bad. But a lot of people said it was because he was losing weight from something. But yeah, he's he passed about. An hour ago, so. Well, that's when it was yeah, reported. So, Not sure when yeah. it actually was, but sometime today. Yeah, so you know, Friday, August twenty eighth, Black Panther. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, sorry, that was off sub- subject, but uh, that was that was definitely something that'd be said. Yeah. 
All right, go ahead, John. How do I I follow with any of that? I don't even I don't even know what to say to be honest with you. That that's I think we just I just talked to Doug Jess and called a day. Like No, dude, it's just No, I mean so so essentially for me, and in fact me and Bash were talking about it earlier. Like obviously if for those that know me, like it's kinda I think it would kinda be hard to pin down a an addiction. Like I don't drink a ton. I don't do a bunch of drugs. Even though last episode we talked about doing doing acid, but like it's not like a regular thing. It's not like a, hey, I got nothing to do today. Like every day off, I'm doing something different. Like that's not it. Like it's like long, like far and in between. But uh, but one thing that that base did bring up is I, I guess somewhat my addiction is or is 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 probably trying to help everybody trying to try to do whatever I can for everybody that's around me more than more than anything else. And it's, and kind of what stems from it is, is, uh, could possibly be just not wanting to be by myself, be kind of just end up sticking in my own, getting stuck in my own thoughts. It's always the next thing is who, what else can I do to help somebody else? What can I, doesn't matter what it is. Like, like currently, like, I end up, like a friend of mine was in need and I end up driving all the way out to Arizona for a day. Yeah. Stay the night, came back the next day. It was just to make sure she was, she was all right. She had, she'd gone through, she'd gone through a situation and all I wanted to do was make sure she was good. There's nothing wrong with that either, but when it when it goes against your own interests, that's when. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, it's it's. I, I think I think for me, it a lot of it, a lot of wanting to be around people. I mean, I like I like I volunteered for many years in church, and I got more into being around the people than actually being at church. And uh, so I would drop almost anything to help them out. But I think after my dad passed away from cancer, like that's where, like I had to almost call on that more than I usually would because that was getting me, so I didn't have to sit and think about it. And yeah, that was, that was, oh man, that was, that was pretty rough. And it just kind of each day kind of kept going, and I just kept getting, what else can I do? What can I, just to stay busy, more and more busy. It got to the point where I was like, "There's not enough time in the day to to help every everybody want to do everything I want to do." So it obviously, it just carry over, and every day just being tired, just worn out, just um. But there was there was something that actually kind of like popped up to my head. I remember one time. I don't know if I had heard somewhere or kind of just thought of it myself. But one of it was, I would always ask like I, I asked different people this question, and it usually it usually makes them have to think about it. And I mean for this, it's the same. I think this is appropriate time to drop it. But 
There's a question I asked people, and it was this: that if if today, if you went tomorrow, if your time on this earth was done, what did you want to be remembered for? What did you? What, what legacy? What kind of thing are you going to leave behind so that people remember you by that? The kind of person you became, the kind or or however it is, what you did for people, and that's kind of that that kind of got me into. I guess you could say the situation I'm at, but it's a lot. Of, a lot of it for me is the loyalty and the love I have for the people around me that I will go, I'll go, whatever it is to make sure they're good, even if it's, hey, I need you. Can you go pick up my kid? I got you. I need you to do this. I got you. Like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I'm tired as hell because I just did something before that. But you know what? You need my help. I got you. You need somebody to talk to? I got you. So, um, now with that said, we're going to kind of get into it. Hold Just one more thing about Chadwick. Uh, like, like, I'm trying to think. Okay. So, Chadwick was the first black superhero where he was a believable superhero, black superhero, wasn't Hancock who was drunk and Shaft? Oh, fuck Shaft! I mean, Shaft was kind of like a, I guess, I like guess like a, like a, like a gangster superhero, a vigilante yeah. gangster guy. Yeah. yeah. So like Hancock, that kind of stuff, or you know, Meteor Man. <laughs> yeah, but like for little kids, adults older people seeing a black superhero get their own movie and they go over a billion dollars and that guy was the you know the major point of it he was Black Panther mm-hmm. Wakanda forever he used to do it everywhere you could tell he hated that everybody did everybody wanted, everybody everybody wanted him to do it all the time and he always smiled and did it mm-hmm. and I remember because he knew he what he started yeah I think going into it he he or at least after after the movie, he had a good idea what kind of thing he started. Yeah. And I believe it was something for something in a movie. Or, it was like a beacon. Yeah. So The Rock, Dwayne, had asked him, hey, you know, people always ask me, do I get tired of posing for pictures and smiling and doing some of that kind of stuff? And I always tell them no, because I was that person when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I saw people athletes and i wanted to emulate them i wanted to be like them i look up to them and he looked at you know chavik and said that's you now mm-hmm. young black kids young hispanic kids see a minority superhero who runs a country and it's in a positive light yeah. not, a, not a villain not yeah. not a bad guy or anything no drugs like none of that he's it, all you know good and for him to be able to shine that light on stuff and to die at 43, you know, we lost Kobe and Kobe was 42. You know, Chadwick, 43. Fucking 220 sucks, dude. Like, fuck, dude. All right, sorry. Um, yeah. All right. This is going to get better. terrible. This is going to get any better. But we're um, moving. We got to keep moving forward. Either way, I mean, obviously, like anything else, anything that hits us hard. I mean, that's part of the healing process. Is you got to keep moving forward. 
Yeah. Every day, every day the sun comes up is a new opportunity. So with that said. Not with COVID. Yeah. Damn um, we still get to see the sun come up, though. That is true. Think it's hot positive. As hell, it's hot as hell, though. Think positive. I'm always positive. So we're going to lead into our guest. I've said it, I tried saying it like three <laughs> times now, but we're going to lead into our guest now. <laughs> yeah. You, you got you got her? Yeah. Okay. Um, a little bit about our guest. She's a stay-at-home mother of uh, five kids. Which is an important job. Don't think we don't think any, if any, any mom's yeah. out there, it's an important yeah. job. Kids got to get fed. Kids got to get their ass whooped and get dressed. Yeah. I need my sandwiches. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, she is married, and she's a former military wife. Uh, her name is Jessica. And That's hold on. Let me. It's, it's, I just asked her if you got, when I said, do you well, got her? I did. That meant, is no. she on the phone? Well, no, not, she's not, hey, you get to read what's on the screen. Well, you should have said that. You didn't preface what you said. You just Bitch, said get her on the phone. That's rude. Let's see if she's. See if she is. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Hello. Uh, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Welcome. <laughs> welcome to Love Line. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're just. I mean, <laughs> besides us already being bummed, uh, did you hear about um, Chadwick? I did. Uh, I um, I got like two text messages from both of my really good friends, and then um, man, that's just fucking crazy this year. Like, yeah, my my brother, my terrible. brother, my brother texted me like at the beginning of this, <laughs> sending me, and I'm like, oh, and I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh, shit. We thought it was like one of those pranks, and then we looked it up and kept looking it up, and then we saw so who it was, was, it? It, was it? Like different people were like, yeah, I've died like ten times according yeah. to TMZ. Yeah, it's, it sucks ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so I don't, I don't know how you want to start, but um, would you like to talk about like? I, okay, he, he, this is this is way we can go about this. Either we could start because I got a couple questions, just kind of guide the conversation, or you can just start wherever you want to start. Um. You know what? You guys are the interviewers, so I'll just go ahead and let you guys do your thing. This is your natural all right, all right. environment. <laughs> okay, so, like, what is your addiction? So, my addiction is alcohol. Straight up. You've got a problem with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, she, and she said alcohol, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think yeah. it cut out when you said it. Um, oh my bad no yeah totally alcohol i'm a beer drinker i'm not a liquor drinker by any means um but beer is like my that's my that's my thing for her, sure. her adult juice should i should i ask which brand is that appropriate you can ask which brand i guess so i i totally used to drink um blood light right um for years and then it was funny because my mother-in-law was like, you really got to stop drinking it because like you get too sick. Like the next day I am completely like just hung over. I can't get up. I can't do shit. Um, so she was like, you should probably try switching your beer out. So I did <laughs> listen to her and I tried a uh, Modelo. And once I tried that, like, Oh my God, it was Fuck. fascinating. I could drink as much as I wanted and I could still get up and do shit the next day. 
Oh, and so. your and you, everything comes out hydrated, <laughs> or at least hi, looks hydrated. So, <laughs> how like how did your addiction start? So I think it started well, like so. I I come from a line of alcoholics, right? I have it on my mom's side. Um, I have it on my dad's side. Um, I think that where it started from is. When my husband had joined the military, um, he got stationed out to Fort Hood, and I um, I met some friends. It's like so we lived in this cul-de-sac, and everybody knew everybody. It was super dope. We would have parties every weekend, um, and it kind of started from that. Like I I would meet my neighbors, and you know we're drinking at so and so's house tonight, or we're going to be here tonight, or you know, it was like that social thing. Um, and so that's how it started. And then eventually, like, it just kind of, it was like, not every weekend, but like, oh, let's meet up, you know, like Thursday. And then Saturday, we're drinking, you know, as much as Thursday. It was, it just started getting like repetitive. It was like, it was a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't, but Chunk does. So it totally, I it do. totally came I, from I've, that. Yeah, I've seen that to where it's just like, Oh, I can drink this much this night. Oh, I'm gonna go out this night with another pair of friends, and it's it's almost like each time you go out with a different set of friends, it's just a new limit, or it's just the, the count starts over, and then before you know, right, it, it's like exactly. every every night, and then you're looking back, it's like I drank this much every night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was it was crazy, and then too, like there was a time where um, my husband and I we weren't getting along there was a lot of stuff going on and that too you know it's totally um i totally just like dove in you know what i mean i just started drinking like crazy so and then it just never really stopped <laughs> well you'd figure at that point that oh uh, we lost her. i think we lost her hold on Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep keep the question. Keep the question. <laughs> yeah. I tend to you forget to these questions. <laughs> yeah. You're going to forget the question? Hello? Yeah. Well, was it something we said? <laughs> no, I was actually wondering, like, what happened. I was talking, and then it just totally went out. Uh, apparently, um, apparently, it was something you said. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, so what I was going to say was that uh, it, it's, it's almost like as, as all those things kind of pile on like when you start getting like personal and everything and like it's like okay this is this is where i don't feel it anymore this is the more i drink the less i have to worry about it and i'm just having fun i'm having fun with friends i'm in this atmosphere this is all i work this is where i want to stay but except you forget you you come out of it yeah exactly i mean i don't know about this i drink water and juice okay well you know then let, let us adults have this conversation then. Okay, that's that's not cool. <laughs> um, no, like uh, for me, it's it's kind of hard to have this conversation or this interview with you because, like, I know your husband, right? So you know, it's hard not to you know say his name, but you know, uh, I slip up. So he's Chunk's going to ask you most of the questions. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. No worries. So. um so you, something you referenced to was how how things kind of happened, like especially with your husband being in the military. So how, like what, what kind of what kind of, 
how can I put this? Like, what kind of things would make make that want for drinking? Like, what would kind of trigger that? If you um, it was a lot of stress. You know, like I think there was a lot of miscommunication between the two of us. Um, there was a lot of there wasn't any trust. You know, there was a, a real lack of trust somehow, some way, like. I don't know. It it just, yeah, we totally just lost trust in each other. And, um, you know, there was some, some, um, infidelities up in there. And, um, so it's like all of that, right? Like, Oh, my husband doesn't want to talk to me or, you know, I feel this type of way. So let me go ahead and grab a drink because I don't really want to think he's doing that. Let me just brush this shit aside. Let me go out and chill, drink with my friends. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, or, you know, once I found out that he was cheating on me, you know, stuff like that, then I really, really just started drinking because I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had two, two little girls and I'm just kind of like, I'm in Texas. I'm nowhere near my family, you know, so it was just, it was really hard. I just felt really alone. And so, you know, I would just like to drink because that made me comfortable and just made me forget about all my whole reality. So it was like those things that would totally trigger me into drinking. So letting me think that I was allowed to have a beer because I felt this type of way and I just didn't want to deal with it. So in hindsight, say if alcohol was involved, it'd be like you wanted to let's let let me go back to sleep and wake up and. If see if this really happened, kind of thing. Right, right. Like almost like the denial that 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 was how it did that really happen, kind of thing. Absolutely, and it was just it was intense, man. It was really fucking intense out there. So I just yeah, I would just curl up in a bottle. Like that was just my that was my safe place. Uh, now, did you did did you have any like relatives or anything out there, or it was just you and no, anybody else totally, in the military? I was by myself. All I had were the friends that I had, um, you know, made. And, um, but it wasn't, it just wasn't the same. Did you feel like they were even, cause they were egging me on to drink. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> they were alcoholics as well. So it wasn't good for anybody. And we're all military wives and we're all going through stuff, you know, like, they have their issues with their husbands. So it's like we would all kind of get together, talk about all of our problems, feel sorry for each other. Like it was just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Thinking about it now, it was really sad and depressing as fuck. And with the, and then when, when it kind of came with, obviously with those situations, you guys talking about it and everything, it, they're not exactly the easiest ones, but obviously with between wives and everybody, the most common thing is, their their spouses are in the military that uh mm-hmm. um where was i going with this oh that did any of these conversations ever happen without alcohol because obviously alcohol can kind of without a better kind of like it'll loosen people up to talk but it kind of dumbed dumbs down almost the the importance of what some people are trying to say to where yeah. it's like, or the importance, sorry, the importance of what they're trying to say, and that, um, and that did did anybody ever 
have these conversations where there was an alcohol involved and you kind of got somewhere else other than let's just keep drinking through all this. Um, so if there wasn't any alcohol and I would sit here and vent to a friend or whatever, um, yeah, there was times where it, there wasn't alcohol involved, but nine out of 10 later on that night, we'd be drinking. <laughs> uh, oh. So you know what I mean? And then it would just be, it would just kind of repeat. Damn. Okay. Now, like, I don't know, like, did it have an effect on the girls? Oh, absolutely. So my daughter right now, she's 15. Um, My other daughter, she's 13. I want to say she was like four at the time. My youngest daughter was probably like four. Um, And she cannot stand me drinking. Like, she hates it. She absolutely hates it. Um, She's told me several times, um, that she just cannot stand it. I'm a different person, um, things like that. So I think it's taken more of a toll on my youngest daughter rather than my older daughter. Now, we'll, we figure with the ages you gave, that's probably about, what, eight, nine years ago when all that mm-hmm. all that started happening? Now, mm-hmm. is it still more current or is it are things better now? Um, actually, so like a week or two, yeah, like going on two weeks, um, I had decided to just quit, um, because it really, it really, really has affected my family. Um, it's affected my relationship with, you know, my kids, especially, you know, my daughter, um, my husband for sure. You know, we get into fights about it all the time. And um, even myself, you know, like I get really, it's crazy. I, I'd like sit out here and drink, you know, just drink. And um, the next day, I like literally hide in my room, not because I'm hungover, not anything like that. But it's because I have so much like guilt and shame. Like, I don't even want to see my family's faces like they probably don't even give a fuck. Well, my daughter does, sure. But she doesn't hold it against me like that. Um, but it's just like this really weird thing. I just feel so guilty and so ashamed that I don't even come out of my room. Do you? So I, I totally just said I, I, I can't do it anymore. So do you? I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Like, at any point before the last couple of weeks, did you ever feel like, Okay, I've hit rock bottom. I feel like I've I've done that a couple of times. I feel like I've hit rock bottom a couple of times. You know, there's been instances where, you know, something is going on between me and my husband. Like, you know, like he'll get so upset with me um, about my drinking. And so there's been a couple of times where, um, you know, he's just like, I don't really know if I could do this. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to deal with this. You know what I mean? Um, So there's been different times where it's like, okay, that's it. That's it. And then I'll try um, to stop. But then I don't know. It just kind of somehow, some way I end up getting back into that, that mode. Um, 
I do know for sure that, you know, during this whole pandemic and everything that's going on around us, it's so fucking crazy. I have like anxiety, like a motherfucker, right? Like it is so bad. And so like, that is totally my, my excuse. Like I tell my husband, I'm like, something's not right or something's going on with me. Like I just need a beer. And he'll just be like, well, just get one or just get two. You know, and I'm talking like tall boys because I don't drink like the normal size beers because it doesn't do anything to me. So I'll like go grab two or whatever. And then that ends up turning into like six and then eight. <laughs> like it just doesn't you don't, you don't You don't start counting till like number six? Good. Right. It's Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I, d- it's like, crazy. I just want you to know like when we ask questions, there isn't judgment attached to it just as asking. And then second, like... I'm sure I almost said his name again. I'm sure your husband, <laughs> your husband, um, <laughs> everything that he tells you and it's because, you know, he cares and he loves you and it's like, he doesn't want to lose you. So, I mean, yeah, I believe that. And I for sure believe that. Yeah. Cause you know, anything can happen when you drink, you know, right. Well, I mean, I don't know. It, it no anything can happen it really can i mean like you can like one of those times you're out with those i'm i'm assuming going out with the ladies or whatever like going hanging out going grab drinks or whatever that that could be one day that somebody just went off the curb somebody else wasn't paying attention yeah you don't want right. like he, he's worried about you but he and he doesn't want to get that bad news just because you, it was a routine going out with the ladies kind of thing. Well, that's kind of like the thing too is that I don't I don't go anywhere. I am like I am a stay at home mom. I have five kids. I don't go anywhere unless it's to like the grocery store or running like you know errands. And um, when I drink, I'm usually just at home when I drink. I'm in front of everybody. You know what I mean? So it's not necessarily like me ever going out that's one thing that he never has to worry about um i think my thing is this is like when i drink i could stay up till about four five in the morning and i'll just like talk to random people i have called so many people on facebook drunk as fuck just because i like (laughs) and that's bad right like that's totally bad bad. and no no perfect perfectly normal (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> hey man, I haven't talked to you. I, 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 I haven't I, talked to you since high school. <laughs> no, I saw I saw I saw a post about you talking to people, and I was gonna chime in, but then I stopped myself, and I'm like, I don't know the situation. That's so ex- that's exactly why. Okay, so that that last incident right there. That's what I was like. You know what? Ugh. Like I really have to stop because it really, really is affecting my relationship with my husband i mean i've been with him forever you know what i'm saying i love him dearly i would never want to hurt him but i have put myself in situations where he is getting hurt not because like i'm not cheating on this guy i'm not getting out of line with my conversations with people but it was like the simple fact that it was four o'clock in the morning I was talking to, well, like I call him my cousin, but he's not, you know what I mean? But we've just known each other forever through family and stuff like that. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, who is, who, who in their right mind is going to sit out 
on the phone, four o'clock in the morning, talking to a dude. That's you know true. what I mean? And, and like, and something's yeah, not, and, and something's totally, not going on, kind yeah. of thing. Exactly, exactly. I would have so like, you. Yes, but, oh. he, so he totally. <laughs> Next he, podcast. He has had issues with that because that's not the first time that you know I've been out on the phone talking to guys. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Friends. I want to say friends because yeah. they're not just guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like. That's when I was just like, man, that is like, it's really fucked up. You know what I mean? I don't want to just mu- disrespect my husband in any way, shape, or form. Um, to me, it was just like I'm talking to my cousin, but in his eyes, it's a man. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm drinking. It wasn't a good look. There, it's never a good look. Yeah. And that's where I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I can't. I can't risk losing my family over bullshit like this. Like, that's not cool. I'm going to look like a fucking moron. Yeah, because you guys have been together forever. Like, forever, bro. Last yeah. more year? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. bro. <laughs> when he had hair. Yeah. I'm assuming he doesn't have hair now. <laughs> I mean. He totally has hair. Or it's receding or what? No, it's not receding. Uh, he's a good looking dude. No, he's... um. Or it used to be like pulled back like my hair and then decided no, to no, no, no. take it out. No, he would go from bald to having a little bit of hair. A little peach yeah. fuzz. Yeah, with, with big ass ears. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> like a like a little <laughs> tiny uh cockroach with an army hat on. Um Shut your fucking <laughs> mouth, he does not. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's cool. Um I know he enjoys his privacy, so I'll stop. Um, <laughs> no, I'll stop after just, talking shit. No, no, it's it's because <laughs> yeah. no, because like you'll hear the podcast when it comes out because it started, you know, us talking about uh, um, race stuff, you know, people being killed by the police, and then I talked about like my ex, you know, and then went that. into then we we updated everybody on. Black, Chadwick, yeah, Chadwick dying, and, now and we're then I to threw you. my two cents in, yeah. and now we're talking to you. So it's not been a. I think this has been the high point of this, this has episode. Been the high point of the episode, but you know, like I know you said your marriage was rocky. Like, do you feel like you drank more when it was like that, like excessively more, or you feel like it was just steady? Like you would just drink, 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 drink. But then the next day you'd be okay. Then the next day drink, 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 drink. Or is it chasing, chasing a buzz kind of thing? I'm definitely chasing the buzz for sure. But once I catch that buzz, I just keep going. It's like I am like a binge drinker for sure. Um, were you were when I have? You were yeah, a binge. Okay, right. Let's I talk was. past tense. Past tense. Um, I think when I have issues that there's something bothering me, yeah, you know, like I would totally, I would run down to the store for a beer. Um, but even like, even when I'm happy, you know, like I, like I go into like a celebration mode and then I want to drink too. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was just—I really sure. was kind of just telling base when you said ran ran down for a beer. I'm like, a beer means one. <laughs> yeah, not, not okay. one, not I'm not talking. one of each that's cold. 
So what? My one beer is like a three tall. A three pack. That's like my yeah. That's like that's my one beer. If, it, if it's really if it's good? if it's rung up as one, you're, yeah. that's one. Is alcohol really that good? Exactly. It it, de- it depends. Because I, I mean, can't stand the smell of alcohol. Yeah, so. I know this guy is fucking weird, but uh, <laughs> it it just it depends. I mean, you could run into you could run into drinks that like. They deem them girly drinks because they're 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 tasty, like they're fruity. They have a, like you're not gonna taste the alcohol. I like fruit, but if you like the taste of alcohol or can stand it, like like I'll drink Jameson and Coke, and then I'll also drink Modelo's. That's why when she said Modelo's, like fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's just it's all in your preference. Like she says, she can't do hard alcohol. She doesn't like hard alcohol, so. I'm good with my juice and my water. Yeah, see, then you can I'm, mix. You can depend on what uh, juice and water you have. Yeah. You can mix that with alcohol. Okay. The hardest I go is Sprite. <sighs> He's a that's, rager. <laughs> that's that's my like some Sprite and. So one day, one day, what was it? Last week or earlier this week? He texts me. Yeah. He's like, "I want to, I want to have a drink," and yeah. I'm like, "Like a Coke?" Or he's like, "No, I want to try a mixed drink," and I'm like. What the fuck's going on? Like what? I was having a bad day. Yeah. So I'm like, what? What universe is this? Like, right. did I read that right? Like, yeah. typo. <laughs> like, just like when you say "fucking" in a text, it turns into "ducking." ducking? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Right. Like, is this, is... <laughs> so, like, right now, as Jessica, right now, do you feel like? Do you feel like you can handle not drinking anymore? So I go back and forth with that a lot, right? Especially like within these past two weeks. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I I want to say yes, but I'd probably be lying to myself. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just, um, I don't know. I, I really wish that I could... Have an I wish that answer. I could. What, a, what about a sponsor? Like somebody no, you can but, call. Uh, see, the reason why I say that is because, like, like I've known somebody that, like, before they used to they used to drink. Like, they're older, so like they would they would do like adult softball and stuff. But it was with a group of guys that. Because it's softball. Yeah, it's it's fun. But really, in in reality, it was an excuse to go out, hang out with friends, as everybody's still mobile enough to play. And uh, and just drink. Oh. So you drink, 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 drink. Okay, well, what about when you stop playing? The drinking's yeah. still there, and you still want to. You still, tr- still trying to hang on to drinking that same amount, oh. and then eventually right. it kind of drops. But like they, like they would say, uh, like they would stop because eventually they would s- kind of have doctor's visits. And their numbers weren't exactly the greatest. Oh, right. So that and that kind of is like, uh, you have this in your hit in like your family history. You're on that yeah. road, and yeah, the first thing to go is gonna be your liver, and it's gonna be yeah. uh, a big deal. Yeah. And when that happens, it's like a downfall after that. Yeah. So yeah. What about getting a sponsor, like somebody you can call anytime you feel like? You want to take a drink because you like calling people, so yeah, you right. call you can call, call me. Oh, you call me at four in the morning. You call mm-hmm. him at four in the morning, like um for um the awesome individual who she is married to. 
Um, she will not be calling Chunk or Base at four o'clock in the morning. You're <laughs> he misspoke. Right. That's not he down. misspoke. Uh, My bad. I forgot the. I forgot about ten minutes ago yeah. when we talked about the okay. same thing. Yeah. Apologies. Um, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Um, my heart, I promise my heart was in the right spot. Yeah, we're talking about like before we get to that 4 a.m. spot, like if she feels like taking a drink at like 9 or 10 at night. You mean like when she starts? Yeah. So And, and like, like when she starts counting at 9? Like when you start thinking about it, like it, like I've been to the aimings before and like one of the first things that they talk about is, you know, saying, knowing that you have a problem, which you do. Then they talk about, you know, the steps going forward and having somebody that you can talk to that will, if it's anxiety, if it's having a great day, if it's having a bad day. Or, your, body, talk or to. your body's just like urgent for yeah, it. Yeah. Some, someone to talk to to kind of calm yourself down, that could help. And you could turn that I don't know into a yes. Because mm-hmm. some, some, right. someone told me that they put like pictures of their kids and pictures of their spouse and pictures of their house like in a book so anytime they felt like drinking they opened up the book look at everything that you've accomplished yeah and then at the end of the book it says if you take a drink this will all be gone so it's just that that's a really good idea actually it's that affirmation like over and over every time you open that book you see it and you're just like is it worth losing that weird looking husband of mine is it is it is it is it worth you know losing these beautiful kids you know is it worth losing my 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 home over and this is not about this but did he convert you to a cowboy fan oh Oh my god how is it that every every episode asks me that (laughs) because he's a huge cowboy fan i'm a huge cowboy fan we talk about it it's it's a oh I named have my you listened son to, Dallas. Have you listened to any of our other podcasts? <laughs> I named my son <laughs> Dallas. Well, this is number five. You have four you can listen to it every single. No, it's I'm like just, it's like it's like Jim Jeffries. If you've ever listened to him, he's like, yeah, my you could talk to you'd be talking. You have the great day, but if you as soon as you talk to my mom, somehow she could throw. I had polio into the conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I was just wondering if she was converted to being a cowboy fan because they were in Texas for a little while. Plus, he's a huge kick cowboy fan. You know, it's just, it's a question. I'm not going to go off on a cowboy tangent. But you still no, brought them up. I've, <laughs> I've um, I'll wear the shirt because uh-huh. he's actually made me um, on football Sundays. <laughs> everybody has to wear a cowboy shirt. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, um, that's a rule. That's a rule. I, I in reality, <laughs> in reality, she was just out of laundry. Okay, no, that's a rule. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish your it beautiful was laundry story. day. Finish your beautiful story. Go ahead. But I am. I'm not in any way, shape, or form into football let's at not, all. Let's not I, talk about. I don't that. understand it. I don't give a Cowboys. fuck about it. Let's go back to the Cowboys. But no, he has. He can't convert me because I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. You know what all I'm saying? Need, like, all I'll you need to know shirt. is you cheer for the star. And you cry when we lose. Yeah, you you cheer for fun. the star every time they lose, and okay. they're sitting at okay. home during the playoffs. He has a medical imbalance, a chemical imbalance, so Chunk doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time. Okay, let's so. let's go back to the last I don't know fifteen years. Oh my god! Okay, we're off subject right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who who did that? Who who decided? Um, this. Okay. The, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This this episode's about addiction, but now we're talking about the Cowboys. You know, comparable. 
Her husband's a cowboy fan. How, how did I not bring that up? That's prudent information. No, you you, you literally could have gone the whole episode and not brought it up. There was no no moment where that could have been inserted. You just stuck your fist through the wall and said, "Here, we're talking about it now." This is what you got to do to addiction. Stick your fist through it. Yeah. Huh. See, boom, brought it right back in there. Yeah. You're welcome. Addicted to the cowboys. <laughs> you can't be addicted to something beautiful. Going back to what you guys had asked me earlier, um, I, so I did, I, I, I went, um, I downloaded Zoom on my laptop. I, um, started doing like those virtual meetings because obviously we can't go anywhere and be in person right now. So I started doing that. And, um, when I was in this AA chat room, there's like, um, these, like, you could chat alongside or whatever the screen and, um, there was this girl that had uh, reached out and said, you know, if anybody needs a sponsor, here's my number. Um, feel free to contact me. And so I pretty much just did that and um, started texting her. Um, where does she stay at? I think she stays in Texas, I want to say. And um, she... She said that she would be my, you know, like a sponsor until, like a temp sponsor until I could actually go into a meeting and get one, um, you know, locally or whatever. Until the, so I did do that. A, sp- a sponsor till the till the Cowboys win something good. Got it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was the other thing that you guys had? Oh, we're talking about like the guy had made that book with the with the pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I totally did something similar. I just wrote down, you know, all the reasons to not drink. And of course, you know, my family's number one. I can never, I can never lose them. There's the only one, you know, there's the only thing that I have. So that definitely, um, if I get like that urge or whatever, I could totally just look at that. Um, my father-in-law actually, he reached out to me when I had, um, kind of like outed myself on Facebook. He called me and he was like, I'm really proud of you. You know, like that took a lot of, a lot of um, guts to do that in front of everybody. And he's had issues with alcoholism as well. He's done AA. So it was really nice to have, cause I'm really, really close to my father-in-law. Like I talk to him all the time. And so he was just like, you know, if you ever need anything, like, you know, I'm right here beside you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a phone call, a text away. Like, no matter what I got. So I thought that was really cool too. You know, like he's been through it. He's older. He knows what's up. He, he won't bullshit me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I thought that was really cool. I could, I could really depend on him. For that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember growing up that, uh, one, like I learned that and like both my, both my uncles had passed away and I come to find out well, one of them was like a heart attack, but the other one ended up being liver failure. And he, that one was, was, uh, my godfather. But, uh, I also found out that they were both like heavy, heavy drinkers. So it was, so, so when it came time for me to start, start drinking or about that age, I remember there was one thing. And even till this day, anytime I go out drinking and, and like everybody's just hammered, even if I'm like, I get drunk, like for me, like eventually alcohol like loses like I don't like the taste of it anymore. So lucky enough, I have that kind of fail safe. But uh, one thing that always sticks in my head is um, something my dad said was, "It's okay to drink, just don't let it control your life." Oh, 
Right before I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she couldn't hear anything. Okay, let's try this again. We're going to call just to tell her. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, let me finish it real quick. No, we're not going to finish Bitch, let me finish it. What's going on? Can you hear us Jesus now? Christ. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay, it's, it's anyway. All right, just real quick before we cut out again. <laughs> And I couldn't hear anyway, anything. so so the thing that my dad used to tell me was it's okay to drink, just don't let it control your life. Because like if it's all, if that's all you're you're always trying to get that buzz, you're always trying to go after that drink, then yeah. you're you're gonna lose everything in the process. Yeah. So I was like, anytime I'm drinking, that that just pops up, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. But uh. Um. Anything? Anything else you want to share? Anything? No. I want to. I want to thank you, and uh, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, telling your story and being brave enough to know that you have a problem and wanting to fix your problem and do it for the right reasons, which is your family and your own health and yourself. And you know, it's it's good to see someone understand and know and try to fix what's going on before something really bad happens. Right. Yeah. Catch it before. Yeah. Did you do you have anything else you'd like to add, Jessica? I don't think so. I think I I think I'm done. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys reaching out to me and like interviewing me. That's pretty fucking dope. And I hope, you know, somebody somebody hears this and, you know, if they're having issues with something, you know, then Man, it's just you know, it's never, it's never too late. I guess, right? Like it's always, you could always change something that you don't like or whatever. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All righty. Well, right. thank you. You stay strong and keep fighting. We will talk to you one day, time. W- one day at a time. Word. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. No problem. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> right. You guys, too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, so that was Jessica, and we want to thank her. And I uh, mess around with her husband being ugly, but he's a good guy. He's a cool guy. Um, you know, military man. Uh, he's awesome. Their kids are awesome. So, you know, Chunk has... Uh, some things he would like to say and last thought, final thought. Yeah, his my his, final thought. We're his, gonna we're just gonna title his final thought. His final thought that he's gonna go into. Make sure you enjoy that music in the background because once he, he the, I don't hear any music, but it's it's going right it's now. It's fictional music. That, no, it's there. Yeah, I'll start it over just so I get all the time. There's there's no music. It's Chuck. playing. There is no. Music. Oh. Because <laughs> I had it muted on here. Because <laughs> your there special it is. needs. It's a lovely time. It is. Anyway, so to just to finish up with our talk, um, we all know that everybody goes through things in their life, um, especially this. When it comes to addiction, it's not it's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, there tends to be a stigmatism with it that your personal demons are stay personal. You don't want people to know what's going on with you because it because you don't want them to look at you differently. 
you're ashamed of it something that could have happened to you you're ashamed of it and you're just gonna battle on your own you don't want other people to know about it but just know that you're not the only one you're not alone in it either there there are many people around you that care about you they're more probably more than willing to help you out with it and to help you through it um and for that exact reason there's 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 services local services that are 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 uh have been created to help out with this if all you got to do is go into them all you got to do is literally take that first step to go to go to help yourself in this process to find somebody to help you um, there's a national helpline for uh, substance abuse and mental health services administration. The number for that is 1-800-662-4357, which in reality it's 1-800-662-HELP. And then depending on the severity or if you just need more help, there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. You, taking care of yourself is, is always the most important. Even if you have kids and you say they're more important, somebody's got to take care of them. You got to be strong. We, even if you feel like when you feel weak, even strong people need help, need people to talk to. So don't be afraid to find that help that you need. We would much rather hear your story than go to your funeral. That's correct. So thank you all for listening. Anybody that hears this, you got a friend in need, you, your need. You got the numbers, reach out. You want to talk to us? We're more than willing to listen. Until, until next time, this is Chunk. This is Base. Signing off. Later.